Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina Justison, here with Vicki Tillman and Kim Smythe, and we're excited to talk about all things Homeschool High School. So we're actually recording in the same space together today. It's just so Yay. exciting. Yes. Yay. We've been doing a lot of remote recording lately, and we're starting to get the hang of how to look at each other over FaceTime while we're doing that, because otherwise it's just weird. We like, need the eye contact. The nonverbals. The yeah. whole bit. Yep. 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 It's not fair, though, because when Vicki and Kim are physically together and I'm the one who's out of town... Kim brings Vicky coffee, and she never, ever sends me a cup, like, a thousand miles away. And I think that that's selfish. Like, I offered. I even took an order, and I was like, wait a minute, you're not in the same state that I'm in. I can't give it to you. So we, we do. We take our coffee pretty seriously when we podcast. It is a, it's a good thing. We take our coffee seriously all the time. This is true. Yes. Kim doesn't take hers quite as seriously as Vicky and I do. I do not. My my coffee coffee has a little bit of humor in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even oh, think that was funny. Dude, I just thought it was dumb. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, awesome, Kim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Subject for today, which is when life happens. Mm. Subtitled "Adjusting Without Surrendering." So yeah, life life happens in my experience, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. had some life yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the life happening thing does not always mesh neatly with the plans that I had for my homeschool year. Mm. Yeah, sometimes life happens, and it's just beautiful, and mm-hmm. everybody gets up in the morning and all the kids are on target and on time and do chores happily. And And they arise and call us blessed. (laughs) Yes. We won't count how many times over the educational years that happens. Oh boy, yes. Yeah, so sometimes life happens and it's beautiful. Yeah. And that's great. And we should stop and celebrate. And smell savor. those roses and savor and yeah, make absolutely. those memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Praise God about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely don't want to miss those moments. Mm-mm. So how about the other kind of when life happens, when it sort of derails what we have in motion and what has been going along swimmingly suddenly stops swimming and is maybe treading water on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those kind of days totally break my laws for the universe because <laughs> I have a plan and a schedule and goals and for the day and for mm-hmm. life in general. So, you know, life happening not on plan just really irritates me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of the kinds of things that if we are wise homeschool high school parents, we will have thought about. There may be possibilities that if these kinds of things happen, we should probably take a little time to adjust rather than just trying to do business as usual. Um, so yeah, one, one is curriculum. Mm. We invested in curriculum and we've learned to use it and we've been following it and we're several weeks in or perhaps even months in and it's not fitting. It's just not a good fit and our kid is not learning and we are not happy. 
And perhaps we have less hair in our head than we did <laughs> yes. at the beginning. Perhaps our children have less hair. Yes. <laughs> Little bloody foreheads. Yes. Because they're just beating their heads against that book. So, yeah, I mean, once you've made the financial commitment and you've made the decision, sometimes just choosing curriculum is an emotional oh, yeah. decision thing, you know? So mm. And an expensive thing oh, yeah. sometimes. Can be, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what do you do? I mean, do you just always shrug and say oh well suck it up let's let's just keep going because we got to get her done or is it okay to actually consider making a change mid-year you know that's a, a good idea is to make a change mid-year like there's no rule in the universe that says you have to keep the same curriculum even if you invested in it absolutely true we there was one semester one year I'm not kidding. We went through seven different geometry textbooks until we found one that sort of worked. That's wow. the best. It, and you know what? I think that's what we learned more than any geometry. Mm -hmm. I don't know that any geometry <laughs> actually really is required for that child now in, in his life anyway. But it's, it's just a matter of the process of learning that it was okay to stop and step back and not just continue to be frustrated in the same way over and over again and say, whoa, wait a minute. Um, and, and, you know, and finances was, was a big issue for, for us in that. So what we learned to do was a lot of borrowing and swapping things. And I know we're going to talk about resources later, so I don't want to steal all our thunder. No, that's, that's, that's a great dead on story. But yeah, yeah because, of, you know, because we could have just stayed paralyzed just because of the financial. Oh, good word. Paralyzed. Yeah. Mm, yeah. We use that word a lot in my house. Mm. <laughs> it sometimes is even spoken on this very podcast in relation to me. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, you, you, you kind of know when it's a bad fit curriculum if the textbook has been missing for more than two days. Ah, yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Now, what I hear people often say when they have curriculum that is not working is I'm afraid to change because I feel like we're just going to lose everything that we have managed to learn mm. in spite of it mm. if we try to then start over with something else. And I, I think that's maybe one thing to help people see is that you're not really starting over. Anything that was truly learned from that oh, yeah. failure, quote unquote, curriculum, the one that didn't fit well, is still learned. So that, that kid is going to recognize it. So if you, if you start with a different one, you're often going to find that if it's math, mm -hmm. you know, that you're doing some of the early chapters and your kid is blazing through pretty quickly because there were pieces of it that they did already understand. But it's reinforcing what they've learned and adding to a different viewpoint and perspective. Yes. Yeah. And so it's really not a loss. It's really a, a build. It can be yeah. a gain. Yeah. And if you do switch mid-year, you don't have to think, oh my gosh, we do have to start all the way over from the beginning. You can take a look and say, okay, we've done this concept, this concept, and this concept. So you're not trying to cover, you're not going to then do a year and a half's worth of X subject in a yeah. year, you're going to yeah. do the pieces that you feel still need to be covered. Yeah, if you take yeah. like the scope and sequence out of the textbooks, or mm -hmm. you can go online and see what's a good scope and sequence, like for history or science, and then check off the ones that your young person has mastered. Yeah. Now, if it's not... If they've dabbled, that, that yeah. don't cross mm -hmm. it off. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with taking a little longer. Like, so what if you had to go into June or July... If the, the subject ma is mastered, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's the point, right? Right. Yeah. 
And with lots of other things that are less sequential, like, you know, the math and science we see more, <clears throat> excuse me, laid out that way. But if writing is not working for you and your kid has done fairly well with essays, but creative writing and research writing is totally overwhelming and whatever, you, you can go to a different writing curriculum. And even if it is a it's sort of an in-the-box kind of curriculum where it's sort of, mm. here's what ninth graders should be doing for writing. Um, you still you don't have to do every assignment in it if if your kid has a mastery of what you're expecting at ninth grade for this type of writing. So, and how reinforcing is that for a kid who has struggled to then see you say, you know what, I think you got this down cold. You don't need sure to that. do that. That's yeah. really building their self-esteem. I think. Yeah, a lot of kids yeah. see it as black and white. That I'm just not getting it. I'm just stupid. I'm just failing at this. Mm. And when they, yeah, that's really good when they get to see. Actually, this this part, I'm doing just fine. Yeah. So, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. How about illness? People get sick, and we're not just talking. Oh, I'm sick. You know, for a day or two, the mm-hmm. virus running its course thing. But like sick, sick, like mm. like chronic of kinds time of things. Or like chronic illness. Oh yeah. Or an injury. Yeah. Um, you know, car accidents and mm. and um, accidents for student athletes. That's mm-hmm. we've we've had some concussion kids. Yeah. In our yeah. community that have gotten hurt playing a sport or whatever, and it it's affected weeks and weeks and weeks of their lives. And so, what do we do with that? I mean, um, they've got doctor's orders to sit still and not use their little brains until they heal. Mm-hmm. And so, it's you've got a doctor's note per se. Mm-hmm. To say, all right, the doctor said don't do anything, so you don't do anything. And the good thing about homeschooling is you can finish later. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, life happens, and maybe you go into June or July. It's not the end of the world, but the healing is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. We've Between us and, and the other sisters and our friends in our community, we have had more, more illness that affected schoolwork than we really would care to... Uh, Mm-hmm. care to mention but that is one of the beauties of homeschooling that Vicky just mentioned is just how you can you really can flex so um, use that ability to mm-hmm. you know to you and your family's advantage um, there are there are definitely times to keep more structure and and be more structured and then there are times to to let it let it flex and um, you know look at look at both of those and sometimes it's you and sometimes it's your it's your student. So the, the teacher also has to look, um, raising my hand, being very transparent here, um, having had some chronic illness things in our house. I didn't really, you know, I had no clue how to handle that. I really didn't. Um, and looking back, it, you know, it's it's a tough balance between structure and flexibility. Um, but you got to give yourself some of both. So sometimes kids with a really chronic illness going mm-hmm. on, just are not going to have the brain strength, you know, the neural Mm. capacity to do the AP level courses that they normally might have been able to do. Yes. And to give yourself and your teen grace to level it down and just do some average high school level courses. You know, if they are capable, it's not a concussion, Mm. they're capable of doing some work and it's good for them to have a purpose and some kind of intent for the day, but to level it down. And then when they get to feeling better, then they can go back and add some extra work Mm. to level it up. 
and you and you know the the kids say, but I could do AP, and so but right now this mm-hmm. is what God has brought to us, mm-hmm. and we will be faithful with He's with what He's given us. Yeah, that's really that the idea of being faithful with what's in front of you right now mm-hmm. is so important because you also have let's be honest, you have kids, and quite possibly there are even moms who um, perhaps milk a situation that really isn't that serious. And, you know, oh, I don't, I don't feel well. I don't know how much I, I, I'm, this is just too hard. This is, and, um, you know, we want to be on guard against a, a lazy attitude and a shrug and, oh, well, it's good enough. You know, and we're homeschooling. We don't have to, we don't have to follow the, what the schools do. And, and mm-hmm. so we don't, we're not recommending a carte blanche just, oh, well, you don't feel well, honey. We're not going to try anything because one mm-hmm. of the skills in life, especially by the time your kid is in high school is how to dig deep and power through mm. when something is hard, short term. But I think mm. Vicki really nailed it when you said we need to be faithful with what's in front of us. If um, if this is a serious thing, mm-hmm. then the faithful parent is equipping their child to recognize when something really is important, when healing simply means shutting down a lot of normal life activity because that's most important. That's, that's mm. gonna be important the rest of that kid's life, mm-hmm. knowing when enough is enough. And if we look at the situation and recognize this is uncomfortable, but there's no actual healing that needs to take place right here, probably what needs to happen is a little strengthening. Mm. Then we push them and say, no, actually, we're going to stay the course, and you can do this, and I'm going to keep helping you stay on track with it, but no, we're not just going to lay it aside. So there's there's not a, a right or wrong. Mm. Um, you mean there's not one right way to do this, not. is there? And not one right way to adjust. Oh, yeah. But uh, so for kids who, and it's, you know, it happens that sometimes mm-hmm. kids get severe anxiety mm-hmm. or depression episodes. Yeah. And, you know, I can say as a counselor and as a homeschool academic advisor that there are times when you don't say, oh, I'm so sorry you feel depressed and staying in bed all day is, is just what you need because you feel so sad. Sometimes there's time, that's not okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the, the best thing for a teen mm-hmm. to do, or a mom, mm-hmm. is to get up and do their four things of self-care, water, healthy diet, exercise, rest, and do their schoolwork, even though it's not going to be maximum quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to, to leverage what is good self-care, because, you know, life is going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a life skill of how to go to my counselor and do my self-care and get what schoolwork I can get done done mm-hmm. and get through a tough time. But just staying in that depression, mm. you know, oh, I'm sorry, mm. you're depressed, you'll do schoolwork when you feel better. Mm. Like that tells a kid depression runs your life. Yeah. And yeah. you you never want to let a kid's depression run. Mm. So get them a good counselor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the self-care and the schoolwork is actually therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Just, just for many people, just being around other people, even though they may not feel like being around other people, once mm-hmm. they get around other people, it's yeah. really helpful. It's really yeah. helpful. And uh, yeah, we've noticed that yeah. uh, in our group classes that sometimes mm-hmm. kids going through a tough time, what they need most is to sit with a group of peers, especially if they're they're skilled peers. You know, oh, kids yeah. who know how to have good manners. Yeah. And uh, and just have the the joy of life around them, mm-hmm. and a little bit of that. I mean, it may not be curative, but it will be helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I've observed in our family too, and and in some of our local community that for some kids the anticipation of something mm-hmm. is way worse than the actual. Oh yeah, 
-hmm. So when they're trying to recover and trying to get strong again after something, whether it's been a physical illness or um, whether it's emotional and and, Mm -hmm. um, those kinds of things that sometimes thinking about getting themselves together to go to their group classes or their co-op or whatever is overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. they just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. And if you manage to do the whole, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to assume that you are going. So we're going to get showered. We're going to get dressed. We're going to collect all your stuff. We're going to get there and you're going to stay for X amount of time and we're going to see how it goes. And Mm. if you can't do it today, that Mm -hmm. will become apparent, but we're going to assume that you can until, because sometimes just thinking Mm. about it, that's the part that's hard. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And so to, to work with the the teachers, if they're group Mm. classes Mm -hmm. to get a plan with their counselor on how you do um, ease back into things. Mm -hmm. Um, but you make it work. Yeah. Oh, and you want to know a fun one? Yeah. Our kids who've had car accidents and or, or athletic accidents and mm-hmm. had to do physical therapy, it counted as phys ed. Oh, Why yeah. Why not? Yes. yes. So, yeah, so it's oh, not losing academic time and <laughs> getting right. your phys ed Absolutely. time in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One, one of my kids would totally attest to that. She said physical therapy kicked her butt. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How about financial? Because finances do Ooh. impact everything about a family. They do. They impact the choices that we can make as far as how we are physically going to homeschool for a year. Mm-hmm. What classes can we enroll in? What curriculum can we buy? Um, they affect whether or not mom is, is having to be a working mom who mm-hmm. is a homeschooling mom. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely affect the level of tension in a mm-hmm. home and a family. Mm-hmm. So what do we do with when life happens and suddenly finances become much more challenging? than perhaps we thought they were going to be. Visit your public library. Oh, yes. <laughs> it sounds silly. It sounds silly, but it's not. But it's not. It's not. But what do you do at your public library? At your public library, you can find a wealth of resources, even if you're not finding actual curriculum that you might have found online and like, oh, I'd love to use this. Um, but, but there is so much... It, all kinds of stuff that you can use in the library. Obviously, you could certainly cover your reading list in the library. You can often find great books that can be your textbooks. You know, so many subjects, you don't actually have to use a textbook. Mm. And there are cool textbooks in the library. Um, the, the, the research librarians at the library, reference librarians, are amazing wealth of knowledge. There are often, like... Um, if, you know, if you don't know a lot of other homeschoolers in your area, I bet if you go to the library, you might some. find you it some. Yep. And, you know, it's kind of, it may sound like a little bit of an old school thing, given how much we can do without ever leaving our, our desk or our laptop or whatever. Uh, but there there is some value there. And also, at least in our area, you can use tons of online resources yeah. from your library just with a library card without ever leaving your desk. So if you taking a half a step back if you're one of those families who's also having a health issue and a financial issue, which often go together. Mm. Um, you can get a lot of resources right there. Good stuff. Good there stuff. you go. That's not the only thing. That was the first yeah. thing that came to my mind. And, and yeah. it's the, the being able to be part of community helps. Mm. And, you know, when I had to become a working mom many long years ago, uh, having the community to kind of step in the gap, getting my kids to like choir. Um, Cause that would be in the evenings and I would work in the evenings. 
Um, there's all kinds of things where all all of my seven sisters and other friends, you know, would would get kids around, and I would pull my weight in the community in other ways. Oh, absolutely. But the things that were impossible to me now, that's what having friends is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to talk a lot on it, and I don't hear the word used as much now in our community, but we used to talk all the time about bartering things mm-hmm. with other homeschool moms. Uh-huh. And sometimes that was like a really straight up thing of this is a class that's being offered at the local day school. It would typically cost X amount of dollars. So sometimes you were dealing with really concrete things, but often you were dealing with, okay, for this semester, I'll do all the drop off at choir if somebody else can do the pickup because I've got a new baby at home and I'm trying to get them down to bed at the time the choir's ending. And, and you, you balance stuff out and you help bear one another's burdens and so mm-hmm. fulfill the law of Christ. Absolutely. So just asking, you know, if that's not a common conversation that's had in your community, mm. you could start it. You, you know, could. you could get the conversation rolling because odds are if you're struggling financially, you're not the only one. Yeah. You know, we, we all know that. We all go through ups and downs financially. And um, some of us have higher starting points and lower low points, but... But we all have our, our moments, and it, it really is a, um, it can be, you can be a real blessing to someone else without a lot of dollars, and then they can be a blessing to you in a way that, you know. And to be able to make it part of your teen's financial literacy mm-hmm. experience. Oh, excellent. That they need to know about ups and downs in lives and how to be resilient, and that our worth as human beings, even as American human beings, is not tied up in what our income or the brand of shoes or handbag or book bag or all that we have. It's what Christ thinks of us. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mentioned, I'm kind of circling back a little bit. I mentioned our public library, but one thing we have in our area is a very rich, uh, we've had a couple different versions of it, but a very rich curriculum library where people Mm -hmm. can come and go and swap things and borrow things for an entire year Mm -hmm. or whatever. So if you don't have that in your community, you could start start that. And there are Mm -hmm. a number of online um, places where you can go Mm -hmm. swaps. Yeah. Um, Things like that as well. Yeah. I want to lean into that. You can start it. Yes. We should just make a bumper sticker. You You can can start start it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be right below there's not one right way. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It's also amazing how much our kids um, experience character development if we are honest about financial mm. struggles in a mm. home. Um, sometimes I see parents who try very hard to not let their kid know mm. that you know there's been a, a decrease in income or whatever because they don't want them to worry. Mm. They don't want them to feel... You know, and especially our teens, uh, they're not they stupid. <laughs> they pick up on the tension rising. They pick up on different patterns of, of spending and stuff. And it's actually, I think, really empowering to them when there's just really honest communication about it. Um, my one daughter, actually, uh, this has been sort of like a, a theme for her life, is that she will decide how she's gonna tackle something based on what resources she has in front of her because I was jokingly called the make-do mom. All, uh, we were making do with whatever we had and we'd find a way to make it fun. And it started with stupid things like fashion when she was a tween and started really caring about what she was wearing. There just was not money to go to the mall. There just wasn't. That was a season in our lives when we were really scraping. And so we would get the occasional peace at goodwill and she would come up with these funky ways to put things together and she was very expressive in what she wanted to wear (laughs) 
and she got teased once at um, a group event that, wow, you know, that's, that's quite the outfit or something like that. And she knew she was kind of trying something. And she said, is this, is this just because I don't know what I'm doing, Mom, because like, we, you know, we have to shop at Goodwill and, and we're, you know. And I just said to her, you know what, Becca, if you own it, then other people will too. Mm-hmm. So if you like what you're wearing and you feel and you put that together, she's like, I do like it. And I said, okay, so own it. Mm-hmm. And she's, I think she has that on her Pinterest account for her little tagline. You know, oh. if you own it, other people will have to or something oh, like that. Oh, beautiful. But that whole thing of sometimes you make do with what you have around you. You find a way that is satisfying to you. And then you dismiss people who don't appreciate it because that's okay. They don't need to. So you teach your teens to look at the obnoxious person and smile and say, well, bless your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Uh Good stuff. All right. Two more things that we want to hit on here. So how about crazy curveballs that are primarily um, emotionally, relationally based? Death, grief, Mm. um, families breaking up divorce, um, someone with an addiction problem that begins to spend those things that just, ouch, you know, they Mm. just, they just sort of rip the guts out of a family and the kinds of things that people who are not homeschooling sometimes take some unpaid leave from work because their, their family just got thrown into a blender. Mm. So how can we wisely handle those kind of curveballs when perhaps we're the one who's bleeding out the eyes more than our kids are? But we're responsible for deciding what gets done and what doesn't get done. That's quite a picture. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> so got bleeding out the eyes and blenders. <laughs> <Yeah>. and... <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie. Sorry. <laughs> but it's true. You know, yeah. like, we would like as homeschoolers to have this protective little perfect world. Oh, my, yes. Mm. And, and we, we worked hard to make things safe and I want all my people to be okay that's really all I want in the universe that's my love for the universe everybody I care about should be okay all the time isn't that a good rule yes Mm -hmm. but sometimes the universe does not follow my rules Mm. and so you know things have happened Mm -hmm. and we we all know or have been through or you know like tough things happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's some of that you do talk to your teens about if it's Mm. appropriate Mm-hmm. You know, if the family's going through a divorce or there's been a death or even an addiction, you know, problem mm-hmm. that comes up is, you know, we're only as sick as our secrets. Mm-hmm. And so we have to do appropriate talking mm-hmm. with teens. Teens can't be our counselors mm-hmm. or our best friends. Nope. nope. But they need to know what's going on and what's being done about it and to have the right to their feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What she said. Yeah, sick as our secrets. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's That's profound. I don't know if I, I, yeah. I think it's another one of those AA things like they come up with. Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So communication is obviously one thing that is is important. And if if I'm the one who is bleeding out the eyes Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, I need to ask for and accept help from outside. Mm. not, Not just ask my kids to help out more around the house or ask them to be more independent in their schoolwork. I'm, I'm talking about actually go outside to friends, to extended family, to church, to community, and be humble enough to say, this is a really hard time. Yeah. And, and Vicki's sitting here in, in live and in person reminding us too, 
that there are great times in life to seek out professional counselor too oh, yeah. and there are some fabulous counselors in this world yeah. um, and sometimes you just need someone that removed that objective from your situation because you need to process out you probably have heard us if you've listened to a few podcasts on these types of things you probably heard us talk about processing outward you know you, you can't you can't dump inward closer to the people who are dealing with it more and more. You have to get get so your... Uh, a bit removed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can remember speaking of Vicki and her counseling abilities um, and what a blessing that has been. Years and years ago when my kids and I were going through <clears throat> my divorce at the end of my first marriage and we had just moved into a place where it was just us and it was a really weird time. People didn't know how they felt. They're all kinds of mixtures of things and I was just struggling to get schoolwork done and yet my personality is such that I wanted to up the degree of schedule and I wanted to make it really measurable so that I could be sure that we were still relentlessly plowing forward you know yeah it's something under control yes Mm. because most of life was not not, so let me at least control you know how many pages of science we're going to get done yeah and it just wasn't happening and uh so I had uh, a session with Vicki where she just looked at me and she said so perhaps for a while you need to take long walks in the fresh air and you need to listen to good music and you need to look at beautiful things in nature and in art and you need to read good stories together and then we could talk in a couple of weeks and see what you're thinking about school after that and she had no say in my universe I wasn't answering to her and yet Somebody outside gave me permission to just take a couple of weeks and then reevaluate. And what we decided after a couple of weeks was that we were going to spend eight weeks doing this. And when we got to the four week point, the kids were like, can we please start doing school again? We're bored. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes you don't even really end up needing as much healing space as you thought you were going to. But man, oh man, what Mm. a gift it was to Mm. just be told, how about some fresh air and some beautiful music and love on each other Mm. and then then see what God says about math and science and history and foreign language, you know? Mm. And and if you needed to feel in control over something, you log phys ed and fine arts hours out of that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know, you just said love on each other. That's such a powerful theme that really can apply to just about all of these things. Yeah. Love on each other. Love on the people you're with. Um, you know, find people outside of whatever the the midst of the curveball is, and and love on them and let them love on you. That's mm-hmm. that's a really big thing. Sometimes when we're we are not always great at receiving love, especially moms mm-hmm. who are called to be homeschool moms. I think are often very very here. Givers. Let me nurture. Let me build. Let me you know. Yeah. And sometimes we're not too good at letting others nurture us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when one of our seven sisters, Marilyn, when uh, her family was going through a rough patch, actually did a research project. Like she went and interviewed, I think at that time she may have been president of our big homeschool group. So she was interviewing all kinds of people in the homeschool community and in her church and you know, what helps during a tough time. And she wrote it up. Mm-hmm. And it's a freebie at sevensistershomeschool.com called Carry Each Other's Burdens mm. on how to practically be a help for friends. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Excellent resource. Yeah. And yeah. free, which is a great price. Yeah. And another great resource is podcasts like Homeschooling in Real Life mm. with the Fletchers. Oh, um, my. Yeah. We love the Fletchers. And they talk about a lot of 
the kinds of things that happen in life that were not according to our plans and what healthy and positive and God-honoring and growing responses to those can be. So mm-hmm. check out uh, the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. You can also find that at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, mm-hmm. ultimateradioshow.com. Yeah. Um, one other thing we had on here that we're just going to touch on real briefly is that a new endeavor in mm. your home, mom starting a side business or somebody going back to grad school or uh, moving, mm. you know, those kinds of things can be very disruptive and can throw us off a little bit. Um, And I think that we kind of came up with, sometimes you do just need to say yes to something and and launch out in a new direction. And that's great. But keep in mind that when you say yes to one thing, you are saying no to something else, whether you mean to be or not. Say it again. Whenever you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. I mean, that was just revolutionary (laughs) to me. Like, what? What? You mean there's a finite number of hours in a day? So, so true. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when we started Seven Sisters, I had two or three of my kids were still in school. And I, we sat down and talked about, okay, so I'm anticipating approximately this many hours per week that I have been fairly accessible to you that I would like to not be so accessible. And you guys are old enough that I think we can do this, but we're going to kind of lay it out there at, at the beginning. And, um, you know, nobody died, so it was okay. Mm-hmm. And they all managed to eventually get out of high school. So it, when you start a new endeavor, it's good to start it with prayer mm. and then help. Let God help prioritize mm-hmm. yes. what needs to happen because mm-hmm. it does take a rearrangement of priorities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, and as we've talked about, processing with other people who are not as close to whatever the situation is, um, wise, godly counsel, whether it's from friends or whether you need professional counseling and somebody that's got some some levels of training and, and ability there that... Um, that can meet some of those really tough things mm-hmm. that will just take us out if we don't do something to to um, actively heal. Yeah. That's yeah, you know, on a lot of these things that we're talking mm. about, whether it's um, an illness or um, a, a grief situation or a, a breaking, a financial struggles, life curveballs, all of those kinds of things, we're really talking a lot about how to heal appropriately from something that hurts you. Mm-hmm. And um, that might be sort of at the heart of everything we're saying is recognize that things do wound your homeschool and your family and you as a person Mm -hmm. and then figure out healthy ways to recover from that and to grow strong again i think some of our some of our problems are we don't want to admit that Mm -hmm. that really hurt and i i am wounded right now or i am overtired or i am just tapped out financially and we we don't want to look at it but it is really freeing to just own it and say okay So now we need to heal. Mm -hmm. How are we going to do that? Mm -hmm. So be encouraged that you are not the only one who experiences curveballs in life. That's a really loud trash can being rolled into my garage <laughs> as we record. There's some kind of metaphor it's, about yes. that. Yeah. The garbage that comes Curve. into life when you least expect it. <laughs> ah, yes. And, and so how we much will... it affects things that you would never think would be affected. And, and, and how are we going to recover from how? that? <laughs> I'm wounded by, <laughs> by the garbage in my life and I must heal. <laughs> 
glad I'm here with a friend and a counselor who <laughs> <laughs> can help me. Oh my goodness. Yes. And there you go, friends. Thank you. That <laughs> That's where we're going to you. <laughs> so I'll teach you the three magic words when the garbage comes into oh, the garage. The what are the words? That's really hard. Oh my, oh. yes. <laughs> Yes. And you have to you have to furrow your brow yes. just a little mm-hmm. bit when you say really it. hard. Yeah, yeah. and really perhaps hard. a little therapeutic lean <laughs> in, you know, so the person realizes that you really are feeling it with them. Yes, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So yeah, yes. cut yourself some slack. If life is happening to your family, it's not just happening to your family. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a lot of people around you who don't seem to be going through it right now, don't assume that they're doing it right and you're doing it wrong. Just be thankful that you've got some healthy People who can support you. you. Because it's going to be their turn to meet somebody loving on them down the road, too. We we need to take care of each other and love each other well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So we hope that you have found some encouragement today for when life happens and that you will join us again for future episodes of the Homeschool High School podcast. You can find us on iTunes. And if you like what you've been hearing, we would love it if you would leave us a review or some stars because that will make it easier for other homeschool families to find out about the podcast. Mm -hmm. So uh, share the info if you would be so kind. And we will see you next time. Feel free to visit us at sevensistershomeschool.com for that freebie that we mentioned, Carry Each Other's Burdens, or for blog posts on all kinds of actual life happens sometimes, homeschooling um, topics, and for all sorts of curriculum, too. And we are grateful to our sponsor, yeah, which I almost forgot there, which is the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Sponsor's not the right word. I do that all the time, don't I? There are, there are our network. There are network. And it's either in their name, and I yeah. get confused <laughs> anyway. That's really hard. That's really hard. <laughs> Until next time, friends. See ya. <laughs>